Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Not gambling advice, but I'm fired up. Wednesday, February 23rd. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice. Today, first base we're ranking 30 to 11 and then one through 10 will come out on friday not gambling advice how you doing colby olsen ready to rock on first baseman Freaking amped first baseman is such a fun position because there's just no lack of hitting ability no. all these guys rake even like the 25th ranked guy absolutely rakes like the catchers 25th ranked guy like is barely yeah. startable even on their own team first base is loaded And that's why we wanted to separate a little bit, right? Because there are so many good first basemen and a lot of these first base will most likely be on your, on your fantasy baseball roster in 2022. So for this episode on Wednesday, you will hear 30 to 11. And then on Friday, you will hear our rank 10 to one. We had to separate them and we're most likely going to have to separate all of these positions because there's just so many good players to talk about. So I guess we could just start off with a bang. At number 31, we have Nick Prado. And at number 30, we have Miguel Sano. At number 29, we have Eric Hosmer. At 28, Jesus Aguilar. At 27, we have Bobby Dalbeck. At 26, we have Rowdy Telez. 25, Luke Voigt. 24, Frank Schwindel. 23, Nate Lowe. Number 22, Jonathan Scope. And number 21, Spencer Torkelson. So you'll be able to see our entire top 30 on JustBaseball.com. But before we get into 20 to 11, we're going to talk more about those guys because those guys will definitely be on your team. But who out of the 21 to 31 ranks do you see as being a possible sleeper, someone to grab in the later rounds? Um, I, I see Nick Prado as not a guy to draft, um, but he's a guy to keep a keep your eye on on the waiver wire. Um, whenever he gets called up for the Royals, I think he'll be a guy that – doesn't waste much time to make an impact. I don't think he's going to go through too many growing pains. The guy just hits. Um, another guy that I'm really excited about going into 2022 is Bobby Dahlbeck. And you might hear that and you might be a little surprised um, because Bobby Dahlbeck really struggled in the first half last season. He was a guy that was like Javi Bias. He struck out 35% of the time, was just basically swinging at everything that was coming at him. Like, I don't think he had any plan going up to the plate 
Um, but that all changed in the second half. You could see his approach changed. He started walking more. His K rate went down near 30%, which for a guy with the pop he does, he can do some damage. So he, in the second half, had the sixth highest hard hit rate, the 17th best WRC+. Plus. And if he locks down an everyday role in that Red Sox lineup in 2022, I could envision a 30 to 35 home run you know, season and could even go towards 90 RBIs or even 100 RBIs. Um, he has that much pop. I do agree with you with Bobby Dalbeck. I think if given enough opportunities, this could be a guy who makes a major impact in the power department. The only problem is the average department won't help you very much, and he's not going to steal any bases. So it's mostly going to be reliant upon home runs and RBIs. But in that Red Sox lineup, you're not only do you have stars around you to score runs for you to drive you in, but also you're hitting at Fenway Park, one of the best hitters parks in all of baseball. I think if Dobby, da- Bobby Dalbeck gets enough, <laughs> Dobby Balbeck, Bobby Dalbeck gets enough opportunities, he could go into the top 20 and be a valuable contributor yeah. on your fantasy team. A guy I'm really looking at is Spencer Torkelson. And the only thing that we have to figure out about Spencer Torkelson is will he start opening day? Will he come up after Super 2? Are we going to see him in June? Because if he is starting opening day, wherever position he's at, most likely he will not be. But if he is, he's a top 10 first baseman. That's the kind of bat we're looking at with Spencer Torkelson. So although he's ranked 21st in our rankings, it's almost as a placeholder. We're thinking he's going to come up maybe probably after super two when do you think we're going to see how do you i mean i think this is a it's a tough landscape right now because i think in a normal off season without um the lockout i think exactly is a lock to make opening day uh roster but say spring training is shortened um especially right now like say a deal gets done later this week everybody's going to be rushing through spring training rushing into opening day and i'm not sure that they're going to want to throw him into that um, so yeah, he might start the, the year in AAA and come up at Super Two. Um, I still think that makes him worthy of of uh, drafting, but probably not as early as if he was going to make Opening Day. I think you're absolutely right. But this is a guy that, yeah, could hit 25 home runs and drive an 80 in a in a full season. I even think he could do more. Honestly, I think he could come up and hit 30 home runs in his rookie season. This is one of the top prospects in all of baseball, definitive top five, top 10 at the worst, whatever list you're looking at on justbaseball.com. He's a definitive top 10 prospect. We're looking at a potential top five first baseman in a couple of years. And I think in his rookie season, he could really blast off because the bat is so developed already. But then there's also the rookie wall that he could possibly hit. How long is he going to play into the season? Will he continue to play really well in the second half? It's just hard to gauge, but a guy like Spencer Torkelson is a guy that I want to bet on over a lot of other rookies. Yep. I think another guy that um, barring health is going to be very good is Luke Voigt. Um, Mm -hmm. He led baseball in home runs over in the 2020 season, which was obviously shortened, but We've seen that this guy can rake, and he's not going to absolutely implode your average either. Um, he can hit. So I could see him. He's he's ranked, what, 26 now? And his ADP right now is 270. So, like, you're getting him in the back end of drafts. It's a guy with a lot of upside with 35 to 40 home run power as well. The only problem with Luke Void is how much opportunity is he going to get? 
Because at first base, most likely the Yankees are going to make a move after the lockout ends. Will that be for Matt Olson? Will it be for Freddie Freeman? Or do they decide, all right, we're going to go with Anthony Rizzo and Luke Voigt, kind of a platoon. Um, But then again, at DH, how many at-bats does he truly get with Giancarlo Stanton, Aaron Judge needing a day off here and there? Um, I mean, you could even go around the diamond and say Glaber Torres could get some at-bats at DH along with Gary Sanchez. So there's a, there's just not a lot of playing time for Luke Voigt, but you're right. If we're talking talent, the power is there. And he's also proved that he can hit for a decently high batting average. So I, I like Luke Voigt going into this year in terms of the talent. The reason why he's 26th is because how much playing time is he actually going to get? He's going to get traded to the Pirates. They love trading with the Pirates. He's going to get traded to the Pirates for like David Bednar. I'm telling you, like (laughs) that's already happening. And if he goes to the Pirates, he's actually, he'll probably move up in these rankings. So that's why we're doing it in February. We're getting you hyped up for the fantasy baseball season. But of course, these can change depending on where guys move after the lockout. So let's kick it off right now with number 20, Alex Kirloff of the Minnesota Twins. So I had Kirloff as one of my rookie of the year picks last year, but he only played 59 games and really didn't break out like I thought he might. But I may have been a season too early on Kirloff as he's still so talented. He had eight home runs while hitting 251 last year, but I'm expecting the batting average to be much better, probably around 270 to 280 with 20 home runs if he stays healthy. He's got power. And he's also got some nice positional versatility clocking in games at first base and the outfield. I think Kirloff could be a big sleeper and he comes in in our rankings at number 20, but he's even being drafted higher than that right now. Currently going as the 18th first baseman off the board. I don't think it's a bad idea to put him there, but we have him at 20. Yeah, I think it's a that's a fine idea. Um, you mentioned that that his batting average last year, 251, but his ex batting average um, was 291. And he hits exactly. the ball really hard, 44% hard hit rate. And overall, I think the, the other important thing here too is Pete is uh, lefties oftentimes have lefty splits, right? This is a guy that hits lefties really, really well and actually hit lefties better than righties last season. Um, he was dealing with a wrist injury most of the year as well, which eventually he had to get season-ending wrist surgery. So I think going healthy into 2022, yeah, Kirilov is like, locked in as a breakout candidate it's probably being drafted not even as a breakout candidate he's probably being drafted as he's going to be really good next year but yeah i'm all over him Uh, absolutely and you should be drafting him like a candidate who not maybe breakout i think he will break out next year um so that leads us into our number 19 ranked guy it's a guy you probably know about yuli guriel the houston astros he's currently being drafted um 199 adp so Entering in, so last year he was age 37. He hit 319 with 15 home runs, 83 runs, 81 driven in, and one stolen base. Since 2017, he's had a 295 average. And honestly, it should be higher than that because in 2020, he had a fluky 230 average. Something was going on there. He's hit almost or above 300 in like every single season since being in the majors. And I see no reason why he can't do that again next year. And even in his age 38 season, he's still going to hit in an Astros lineup that he could easily have, you know, 80 to 90 runs, 80 to 90 RBIs. He had over a hundred runs in RBIs back in 2019, um, which is, you know, a little fluky, but you know, 20 to 25 home runs with solid stats all around. He is as safe of a draft pick as it gets back here. 
as safe as it gets. He's automatically going to check four boxes for you. That's home runs, that's RBIs, that's runs, and that's especially batting average. He's not going to hit 30 home runs like the rest of these guys might, but he'll make up for that in the batting average department. And you're right. Although he's 37 years old, I don't really see the age hitting them that hard. I mean, his max exit velocities are, you know, the highest since 2019. His average exit velocities are totally fine. They're in the upper echelon of other major league players. He doesn't strike out. He doesn't swing and miss. He takes his walks. He's just a really professional hitter. And I would love for him to be a mainstay on my fantasy baseball team because he's just so solid and you know exactly what you're going to get. And, you know, we're going to talk about another guy who's getting up there in age, which I'm a little bit more concerned about. And that's number 18, Brandon Belt of the San Francisco Giants. Like I said, Belt's only real concern is injuries. He had a 173 WRC plus in 2020 and a 158 WRC plus in 2021. Now, WRC plus doesn't really matter for fantasy, but what it goes to show is how good of a hitter he is. But again, the problem only in 148 games over two seasons. It was a shortened COVID 2020 year, but and he played 51, so he was relatively healthy, but he's been dealing with injuries throughout his career. So let's talk about, though, when he's on the field, because the man hit 29 home runs in 97 games last year, but he will turn 34 on April 20th, so he's creeping up there a bit in age. If we can get 130 games out of Brandon Belt, expect him to be near the top 10 with 30 home runs, a 260 batting average. And weirdly, he might even steal you a couple of bags. He stole three last year. Brandon Belt on the field is one of the best hitting first baseman in baseball. What can we expect? How much is he going to actually be on the field? That's the main question. Yeah, yeah, it's a great point. I mean, when Brandon Belt makes contact with the ball, good things happen. He hit a whopping nice. 73% of his contact in the air, mixed with a 45% hard hit rate. Super, super solid. His 323 isolated power was fourth in baseball behind Tatis, Otani, and Mike Zanino. Um, so, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. If he has 500 PAs, it's super easy to expect 30 home runs again. Um, and he should be hitting at the top of a Giants lineup. So, can't miss if he stays healthy here. Can't miss. It's just the only problem is I feel like you'll be moving him a lot from your first base slot to the IL back to your first base slot. Like he, yeah, he's just a guy that as he creeps up there in age, where do you draft a guy like this? Because on just offensive talent, he's top 10, but with the other stuff, he could fall out of the top 20 very easily. That's why we have him in 18. Yeah. And I think it's important to mention that he's being drafted. His ADP is 227, which is literally equal to Bobby Dahlbeck. So like weighing those, it's who do you pick? I, I'm taking Brandon Belt, um, but I think the upside of Dahlbeck could be even higher, but Belt's going to have a much higher average. I don't think the upside is even higher with Dahlbeck over Belt. I mean, the upside with Belt is one of the best hitters in baseball for yeah, looking at WRC+. Yeah. plus. Like he really is phenomenal. So we have him at 18 right now. He's getting drafted a little bit later. I think that's because we do believe that even in, let's say he plays 120 games, he can still be a top 20 first baseman because of that potential that he has at the plate. Great point. And so that moves us into 17. A guy that reminds me a lot of Brandon Belt for some reason, maybe it's because they've been around about the same amount of time. It's Anthony Rizzo, um, who's currently a free agent. 
I think we, you mentioned him earlier about where he's going to sign. I think he's going to sign with the Yankees. I think they're going to re-sign him. He likes New York. New York, New York likes him. He just fits their mold. Uh, the short porch and right last year, he had a very, very solid season. And that's something that when it comes to Anthony Rizzo, that's a, that's a given. Like this guy has just made a career on solid season after solid season, uh, 248 with 22 bombs, 73 runs and 61 RBIs last season. He also stole six bags last year. And at first base, that's, you know, such a cherry on top because none of these first basemen steal any, any bags. Um, he primarily hit in the two hole as a Yankee, which I think is, awesome because i think that could bring him to what a hundred runs close to that in the two hole of a yankees lineup um you know this is a this is a guy that's back to being can't miss he's he's going to be solid for you i don't know that the ceiling is going to be crazy i don't think he's going to hit 30 home runs but you're locking in 20 to 25 bombs a 250 to 260 average and just like solid stats across the board with the upside of a yankees lineup if he signs there and I think that's something to monitor because, I mean, what are we going to tell you about Anthony Rizzo that you don't already know? Anthony Rizzo is Anthony Rizzo. You know what you're getting. It's safe. But with the potential of being in that Yankees lineup, I could see him maybe moving up a couple spots in these rankings, maybe not that far hot, that far up. And then on the other side, if he goes to a team with a huge ballpark, maybe moves down a couple of slots. But this is really where you're going to find Anthony Rizzo. He's as safe as it gets. And if you take him in your fantasy baseball draft and you get a couple other X factors or a couple sleepers and you know what you're going to get from Anthony Rizzo, it feels good. You know, you know what I'm saying? It feels good in your heart. You're like, I know what I'm going to get from Anthony Rizzo. Very similar to Yuli Gurriel. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, he had his highest uh, hard hit rate and highest fly ball percentage of his career last year. So um, he's definitely making changes and, and Yankee stadium would be, would be huge for him. Anthony Rizzo aging like fine wine. So that brings us to number 16, Trey Mancini of the Baltimore Orioles. I mean, what a warrior Trey Mancini is. He missed the entire 2020 season beating stage three colon cancer in the process. He follows that up in 2021 with a 250 batting average and 21 home runs in 147 games. It was a solid season. But my guess is with a full year to train normally, he'll be even better next year. I think he can go right back to hitting 30 home runs. He hit 35 in 2019. And I'm expecting a 260 to a 270 batting average with the possibility of it being even greater than that with plenty of RBIs in an improved Orioles offense. I'm very excited for what we're going to see from Trey Mancini, especially with a full season to actually get back to training and I'm just happy the man is healthy because he's one of the most fun players to watch in baseball. Such a fun player, such a good dude, kind-hearted guy. Um, I think that the cool thing here with Mancini is we have a big sample size. In four full seasons, Mancini's averaged 26 home runs, 80 runs, 76 RBIs with a 270 average. You're telling me you're not taking that as the 16th ranked first baseman? I'm taking that all day long. All and day. as you mentioned, in 2019, he had 35 home runs. 106 runs and 97 RBIs. Um, and I think the Orioles lineup next year could be even better. Uh, we saw the emergence of Cedric Mullins last year. Austin Hayes is solid. And the addition of Adley this year could be huge. Um, so Mancini, I think we'll have plenty of people to drive in this year. And I think you're absolutely right that that uh, 2022 could be even better for Mancini than 2021. And his teammate, is- you'll see in our top 10 as well. I mean, this 
this Orioles overall lineup just feels better, especially with the addition of Adley Rutschman. I could see, I could see a hundred RBIs, quite honestly. I could see 30, a hundred and a 270 batting average. That's getting into the start elite category. And the crazy thing is he's being drafted behind Rizzo and behind Kirilov, 187 ADP. So if you can get him behind those guys, lock I it would in. take Mancini before Rizzo and before Kirilov. And I think that reflects in our rankings. And I think you would too. And I think that's kind of a no brainer. Even Agreed. if Rizzo Agreed. goes on the Yankees, I would still take Mancini. Agreed. Definitely. Definitely. I'm like, I'm kind of shocking Rizzo to the Yankees in these rankings. Like that just feels right at this point to me. Um, but anyways, speaking of Yankees, 15th ranked shortstop, DJ LeMahieu, who is currently being drafted 112th. So big, big gap between Mancini and LeMahieu um, in terms of draft position. Last year was a down year for LeMahieu. He hit 268 with 10 bombs, 84 runs, 64 RBIs. And again, four stolen bases. So he's going to add a little, little speed to your game. Um, but I think the upside here is crazy because I'm going to – I'm not going to bet on like a bounce back to what he was in the Colorado days, but in his first two seasons with the Yanks in 2019 and 2020, he combined for a 336 average. And in 2019, he hit 327 with 26 bombs, 109 runs. And I mean, why can't he go back to doing something close to that? Last year, his ex batting average was close to 289, 20 points higher than his actual batting average his hard hit rate was pretty much the same as it was in years prior. I feel like he was just dealing with bad luck last year. Every line drive that he hit seemed to be caught. Um, I think it, you know, he's being drafted as he's going to bounce back. And I, I see it. I really do see it. You want to hear a conspiracy theory that has no credited sources except myself. Uh, Yeah. You know how DJ LeMayhew, Whit Merrifield, Glaber Torres, a lot of the soft-ish hitting guys who had great 2019s, great 2020s with the juice ball, then they put the regular ball in last year and some guys struggled. I think post-lockout, we're going to get that juicy, bouncy ball back, the one that DJ LeMayhew hit pretty well with, the one that Whit Merrifield hit pretty well with, the one that Glaber Torres hit pretty well with, and that they are going to bounce back. Now, is this backed up by any facts? No. Is this more backed up with after seeing the lockout, seeing the way that MLB has messed around with the balls to their own liking, they're going to want more home runs next season after I assume fan engagement is going to be down, kind of similar to post-1994 when Bud Sealing kind of, you know, turned his cheek to the whole steroid thing. I think I'm not putting it past any of these owners of the commissioner's office anymore. I kind of think that might be the case. And if that is the case, I do see DJ LeMayhew having a bounce back. Now, if that's not the case, I still do think DJ LeMayhew could have a bounce back here. The problem was he was just putting the ball on the ground so, so much, grounding into double yeah. plays yeah, every yeah. single day, it felt like, especially as a Yankee fan watching him day in and day out. But you're right. He was lining out and, you know, a lot of those that expecting batting average should be 600, but instead it gets caught. He ran into some bad luck last year. He's too good of a hitter for a 268 batting average with 10 home runs. I think that'll go right back up to near 280 or 290. And I think he'll hit 15 to 20 home runs and be one of the better first basemen in fantasy baseball. Yeah, he had the and the 30th. fact that he, he could play second base, he could play third base. You know, he could realistically play a bunch of different positions. And that versatility will help you a lot in fantasy baseball. 
I mean, he was still hitting the ball very hard. It wasn't like even if there was That's a dead ball, like he was yeah. still crushing the ball. Uh, 30th in balls hit over 100 miles an hour. Um, he was still hitting the ball and barreling balls as, as we know DJ does. But yeah, you're right. 56% ground ball rate is high, um, which does allow him to hit for a higher average, I think, in some senses. Um, so yeah, bounce back. Bounce back for DJ. I just hope he... I just hope he's back to the player that he was because in 2020, I mean, the dude hit 360. This could be one of the best overall hitters in baseball if everything goes his way. So that brings us to number 14, CJ Crone of the Colorado Rockies. Two things we do know. CJ Crone plays for the Rockies and CJ Crone now rakes. The man hit 28 bombs with 92 RBIs last year while maintaining a 280 batting average. You hear that? 28 bombs with 92 RBIs and a 280 batting average. Something not many first basemen can say. Can we expect it again? I think we can, but maybe not totally to the extent of last year. His ex-WOBA was 20 points less than his WOBA, and his hard hit rate stats don't necessarily jump off the page. They're near the 50th percentile major league average. But I do think that we can expect a 270 batting average, maybe 260 to 270 with 25 to 30 home runs. But without much in that lineup, he may leave a lot of RBIs and runs on the table. But I still think CJ Crone in Colorado is a recipe for fantasy baseball success. See, I think that um, the X stats here don't matter in the sense that every single guy in this Rockies lineup outperforms their ex batting average and ex woba just because they Good play point. in course um i looked through the entire rockies lineup last year all of them were out producing their their expected batting averages by more than by usually between 10 and 20 points wow um so crone's ex ex batting average was i think 265 to 270 i could see him putting up 285 again i really could i could see him pretty much doing the season that he just did um and in 2019 or in 2018 and 2019, he had 30 home runs and then 25 home runs, 28 last year. I could see him doing the same. I could see 285, 30 bombs. And I think you're right. I think the RBI total might might be docked a little bit because that Rockies lineup is going to be bad. Yeah. Um, but he's still somebody's got to hit in front of him. Somebody's got to get on. My this. only worry is or why I mean, why I really pitched to him without Trevor Story in that lineup you may not see a lot of opportunities. Could he press a little bit? I don't know. I mean, I don't know CJ Crone that well. But what I do know is that CJ Crone rakes and he's in Colorado and he's going to perform at least close to what he did last year. Basically, what I was saying is I don't know if we should just pencil him in again for 281 and 28 home runs and 92 RBIs. What I was thinking was 270, like you said, with the expected batting average of 265. I think 270 with 20, 28. I think he'll, home I, Peter, like I really 80. think he's going to hit higher than 270. I really think so. I think, I think he'll, he'll be at that 280 number again. I see okay. no reason why he can't do that in course. Like I really we both, think we, we both ranked him pretty high, but I mean, I, maybe I would just push back on that. I it's, you know, it's hard to maintain a 280 batting average back to back years. And, you know, he could, I, I, I don't really have a strong opinion on 270 to 280. Like I think we're splitting hairs here. Um, yeah. But I just think that I don't, maybe my guess is I don't think he's going to exceed 280. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough there. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I think the important thing here is that Crohn's ADP is 127. The three guys we have ahead of him, 11 through 13, have ADPs higher than him. So yeah, I think like we're 
maybe a little further down than consensus on Crone, but that doesn't mean that we don't love Crone. I think we do. We do like Crone. Valid there. We do definitely like Crone. I mean, he's 14. Still high. Still Still high. high. Um, The 13th ranked guy is probably the guy that I'm most excited to talk about here because what he did in 2021 is just pure insanity, honestly. Uh, It's Joey Votto. He hit 266 with 36 home runs, 73 runs, and 99 RBIs. Um, His 297 ISO last season was the highest of, of his career. And here's the other insane thing. He has not had a season with a hard hit rate above 40% since 2015 and you know what joey Votto went and did last season 53 percent hard hit rate tied with shohei otani and yasmani grandal he completely overhauled his approach last year he had the highest strikeout rate of his career 23 percent. not that that matters at all i mean maybe he took a little hit in average right we're used to Votto being he's a career 300 hitter 266 i get it but what he sacrificed that average for is so incredibly valuable. If he's going to hit 30 home runs again with, yeah, the Reds lineup also looks kind of bad next year, but they still have Jonathan India. They're still going to have hitters. Like they're still going to have enough hitters there where I think he could drive in close to hundred again, even if he's at that 85 to 90 RBI range. Insane what he did last year. I'm like, I'm still in awe of him just completely overhauling what he did his whole entire career. And again, Joey Votto, lowest soft contact rate in all of baseball eight percent of contact goes for soft is soft insane there's a couple things you should never do if you're a baseball fan and one of them is doubt joey Votto. joey Votto still bangs and i think your point to him kind of changing his approach is pretty spot on there it's clear because joey Votto is a guy who gets compared to ted williams sometimes because of the ability to maintain a 400 on base maintain a 300 average and still hit for some power but he was never a guy you know consistently at 30 home runs but what we saw last year i think is going to be what we see moving forward i think he found something that was successful like you said one of the best offensive seasons of his career thus far i'm really liking joey Votto this year and at 13 I think it could be a steal and I think you could easily see him enter the top 10 conversation but if he does revert back to all right we're just putting the ball in play we'll hit 300 but we won't hit for that same power we won't drive in the same amount of RBIs so there is the risk there but I think we're in the boat where no this Joey Votto that we saw in 2021 is the Joey Votto that we will see in 2022 or at least close agreed All right, fantasy aside here, I have a question real quick. Do you think Joey Votto is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and would you vote for him on the ballot first first time he's on there? That's the problem. I need to see the rest of the ballot. Uh, It's it's so hard to for that question because it's like you got ten guys. Like I I remember, is Todd Helton the Hall of Famer? Yes, Todd Helton is a Hall of Famer. But on this ballot, I thought there were ten guys better than him, so I left him off the ballot. Do I think Joey I think Votto, Votto is should, better than Helton? I think you could make that argument. And I think Joey Votto should be a Hall of Famer. I don't know about first ballot yet. I, I, mean, I, I just think, think we need to see more. Hall of yeah, Famer. I think he is a Hall of Famer. It depends. First ballot's like ballot. another echelon. Yeah. I It's hard for me to wrap my ra- mind around him being a first ballot. But if he continues to do this for a couple more seasons, we may have to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah I could see it. I could see it. And number 12 is Reese Hoskins of the Philadelphia Phillies. When he plays, 
Hoskins is one of the better first basemen in baseball. He's got 30 plus home run power. And with a good lineup around him is a threat for hundred RBIs. Philly has some moves to make to piece together this offense, but Reese will be one of the main contributors they rely on. Expect a lower batting average, most likely in the 230-ish range, but expect a ton of power if he stays on the field. These next few seasons should look like his prime as he's a free agent in 2024 and he is still just 28 years old. These next two seasons are big if Reese Hoskins wants to get a big payday. He's got to stay healthy. I'm sure he's working on that this offseason. He's not a guy who's just always hurt, but 41 games in 2020, 107 games in 2021. He's just dealt with nagging things every so often. In a full 140, 150 games, he's incredible and a really safe bet just based on health. Agreed. I'm, I'm right with you, man. I think um, you said 30 home run potential. I think Reese Hoskins could not even on the off chance. Like, I think it's a realistic possibility that Hoskins stays healthy. And in 2018, 2019, he had almost 700 plate appearances. If he gets 700 plate appearances again, I think he could hit 40 home runs. I do he too. Hits I think everything he gets 30 in the air. I agree. He hits everything hard. I could see it. I really, really could see it um he's being drafted adp 138 right now i'm buying that him right there he had a top 15 barrel rate last year um he missed time due to an ab injury which is always tough because baseball is such a rotational sport hitting and pitching are just so rotational that if you have oblique or ab injuries it, it can be very very dampening to hard hit rates um but i think he's going to come back healthy this year and and rake like reese hoskins does I also think the Phillies are going to add more to that offense. We just played general manager with the Philadelphia Phillies on the just baseball show. And we added, we made a trade for Kevin Kiermeyer to play center. And then we also signed Kevin Pillar. And when you go around the diamond and we're expecting a bounce back here from Alec Bohm, if you have a Didi Gregorius slash Bryson Stott, um, you know, duo at shortstop with Gene Segura, Reese Hoskins, J.J. Romuto, Alec Bohm at third. And then you have some combination of not Mickey Moniak and and adam hazley but you have some you know actual big league players combined with bryce harper it's a very solid lineup i could see it i think reese hoskins is going to have a pretty good year the only problem is the division he plays in the pitching is unfreaking real but in the nls it's tough too there's good pitching everywhere but especially with the addition of max scherzer to the mets he's going to deal with some tough arms but reese hoskins is I mean, he's just really good and really safe and one of the best first basemen in baseball. Yeah, I don't think you can get 40 home run potential like out of the top 10. So yeah, I think he's a, he's a great selection at 140. Um, number 11 is Ty France of the Seattle Mariners. This is a guy that I know you love. Um, you always say Ty France just sh- shows up to the ballpark and you know, he's going to hit like, he's just yep. going to slap the ball around. He's going to hit four line drives, two doubles, two singles. Then he's just going to go home. He's going to go to bed. He's going to wake up the next day. He's going to show up at the ballpark and hit again. Just That's the guy he, he is. That's what Ty France is all he does. Um, yes. So his slash line last year was 291, 18 home runs, 85 runs, 73 RBIs, no stolen bases for Mr. France. He is definitely not a speedster. Um, it was his first full season that might shock you, but last year was his first full season. He's still just 26 about to turn 27. 
I like him going into his sophomore season. I don't know if he will put up the average that he did last year. I think 291 or 291 is a bit aggressive. I could see 275 to 280 with 20 bombs. And I think the Mariners lineup is going to be much better this next year with J-Rod entering it. Kellenic is going to return and be much, much better than we saw in his debut. Um, I could see France putting up close to 100 runs in this lineup. He's going to get on base. He's going to have a lot of runs. And I could see 75 to 80 RBIs. Um, another guy that's just like bread and butter. Give me Ty France on my team. Like, I know this guy's going to produce. See, I, I know exactly what you're saying. He's going to produce. And that's why I'll almost push back a little bit on the batting average because you're totally right. If we're looking at the expected stats, he's, you know, he, we're looking at a 270 instead of a 291. My thing is, I just think Ty France is such a good hitter that he will always outperform the expected batting average. I think 290 is realistic. And if he's going to give you between 15 to 20 home runs and plenty of RBIs and runs with a Julio Rodriguez coming up with Jared Kelnick, probably giving you a better sophomore season. I think the Mariners lineup might be a little bit better. And I think Ty France will be right in the middle of that scoring runs, getting RBIs. And I think we could see a little bit more power, um, but I think it's really kind of tapped out at that 18 range. I'd be really kind of surprised if he hit more than 20, but also I'm not going to ever doubt Ty France because the dude just goes to the ballpark and freaking hits. That's why even though he expected stats might not say even the hard hit rate stats may not agree with me. He's a guy that just on gut, I think Ty France is going to perform just as well, if not better next year. Yeah. And I mean, I think like his hard hit rate was about average last year, 39%. Um, but I wouldn't, Ty France in his sophomore season, like I could see him putting up 43% hard hit rate. Like that's obviously just a thrown out number, but I could see him improving next year um, in the power department for sure. And he's just going to be a doubles machine. This is, this is a safe bet. Um, and again, I think Ty France, I think Reese Hoskins are, and Votto even are just like super, super close. The gap between those guys rankings wise is so, so close that like, if you're out there listening and you're like, oh, I can't believe they ranked France ahead Hoskins. Like, don't take that too aggressively. Literally, because also I think to your point as well is a lot of these guys, they're all pretty solid. Like, I mean, if you rank Ty France 16th instead of 11. I don't think either of us would be like, oh, no, no, you cannot do that because a lot of them are pretty close. It's also going to matter what does your team look like in a five by five, right? Because if you got a lot of power early, maybe you grabbed Pete Alonso or uh, that's a bad example because Pete Alonso was another first baseman. But let's say you grabbed, I don't know, who's going to hit 40 freaking home runs? Well, I, I think just to stop you right there, Pete, I, I think yeah. first base is like you're not you're not going to get stolen bases from first base most likely. Um, and that it's a, it's a position where you should be trying to grab 40 home runs, but Ty um, France is also a guy who could lead this position in batting average next year. Maybe not more than Yuli Gurriel not lead, but yeah, I think he could be in the, in the top eight, top five. Yeah. 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 And I think, so yeah. he hits on different categories that maybe you might not find from some other guys, but like, I, I think this, I think that Ty France could be a threat to hit, you know, 300. So when you're thinking about that, Ty France becomes a bit more, bit more juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I might take Hoskins. So who? Yes. So let's, let's go back through those rankings because just to recap, 
20 was Alex Kirloff, 19 Yuli Gurriel, 18 Brandon Belt, 17 Anthony Rizzo, 16 Trey Mancini, 15 DJ LeMahieu, 14 CJ Chrome, 13 Joey Votto, 12 Reese Hoskins, 11 Ty France. So Colby, who out of those do you think has the best chance to be in the top 10? And who do you think has the best chance to fall out of the top 20? I think that Reese Hoskins has the biggest chance to enter the top 10 just because his upside is, I think, higher than any of the other guys on this list. Um, I think that if DJ LeMayhew does not bounce back, which I think, I think that he will. Um, but if he doesn't, I think he, he has a chance to just completely drop out of the top 20 going into 2023. Um, yeah, I think that those are my picks. What about you? What do you think? I think Joey Votto has a great chance to enter the top 10. Um, I think Ty France, I know we ranked him above both of them. I kind of think he will just be the 11th ranked fantasy baseball player. I think Joey Votto, you know, with the power, if he could somehow figure out maybe to hit 270, 275 with 30 jacks, you know, he's going to drive in plenty of runs. I think Joey Votto could be within the top 10. And a guy I could see potentially dropping out, Anthony Rizzo, you know, I think he's a solid baseball player, but as he continues to get up there in age, could the power falter off a little bit, depending on what team he goes to. Like if he goes to the Yankees, most likely not, maybe still, but if he goes to a team, you know, maybe he goes back to Miami, right. And he's playing in, in, you know, with the Marlins and he doesn't have that many opportunities to drive in runs. You know, he does, he's not scoring that many runs and in Miami, it's hard to hit home runs you know, he's from Florida. So that possible yeah. reunion could make sense. That's why I'm thinking Anthony Rizzo is probably not a guy I'm drafting at least in the top 20. I think Kirilov could enter the top 10. Me too. He's I think our he's 20th really ranked good. guy, but, but I think the only thing that, that he needs is, is plate appearances, which are not Great. even guaranteed for him in that, in that twins lineup, which is like not a stacked lineup, but it has just a ton he of guys that him. need plate appearances. Like it, they have like 12 guys that I'm like, you know, he, he could get, he could get 500 plate appearances. Um, but if he does get 550 plate appearances, I think that, that people will come around to seeing Kirilov as a close to top 10 first baseman. I agree. I think, I think I was just a little bit too early on Kirilov last year. I, I just think he's, I think we so both were. I was, I've been huge on him. He just got hurt. Yeah, he just got hurt. I mean, what do you get? It's a wrist injury too. It's not like he tore his ACL, you know, it's like he'll, he'll come back from that. He'll be fine. So there's a lot of talent here in the first base rankings and we're excited to give you part two on Friday. That will be, we will be ranking 10 to one. And then you can find the full top 30 on justbaseball.com. I also implore you in the episode description, there's a link to our merch store and I'm rocking the not gambling advice tee. I'm looking pretty fresh. Colby's rocking the just baseball sweatshirt. We're both looking pretty handsome right now. I'm not going to lie. Beanie mode was activated today. It's uh, it's not necessarily chilly outside, but it is rainy and just like a type of day that you just kind of want to go sit on the couch with like a coffee and like turn the fireplace on and like get cozy. That's that seems like the move today, but I'm going to go to the gym after this. So I'm also going to go to the gym. Maybe are you going to be lifting in your just baseball merch because it can duel as a cool going out shirt plus a workout shirt because it hugs your biceps a little bit and it makes you feel dude the, the not gambling advice shirt is like they fit well don't fit. they like yeah the the sleeves are like up here the biceps just flare 
Look at us. Look at us. Well, that (laughs) goes it for Wednesday's edition of Not Gambling Advice. And thank you, everybody.